Hey there, Sean. Hey, Pierce. How's it going? It's pretty okay. All right. That means it's time for another episode of the It's Pretty Okay podcast. Let's do it. Let's start the show. whiskey uh, in, in memory of Jack Bogle. Uh, yeah. I I, uh, I am a Vanguard Index Fund investor. Uh, Me too. And and I, uh, you know, I, I love to rag on Hamilton Nolan, the uh, splinter news and, and former Gawker writer, but, you know, he, he wrote uh, a piece uh, two or three years ago extolling the virtues of Jack Bogle and his approach to investing, which was that, uh, basically, uh, fuck all that fee bullshit. Uh, you should be paying instead of paying, uh, someone who doesn't really know what they're doing to try to beat the market for you. Uh, you should be investing in a broad basket, uh, of lots of stocks and bonds that represents the whole market. And mm-hmm. you should be willing to suck your money away and let it sit for a very long time because over a long period of time, uh, not only will that save you a boatload of money on investment fees, but it will also uh, have a much better chance of uh, providing you positive return on your investment than uh, trying to beat the market well. And yeah. that is a really good thing, uh, regardless of how you choose to entertain yourself in your spare time but it's especially good now uh because we're all gonna need a shitload more money to keep paying for netflix uh yeah um i believe you're talking about the the 18 percent increase in the the package for netflix that most of us have if you have netflix um which was just announced this week um, and in the the press release, I believe they said that they occasionally do these raises. Um, this is early 2019, and the last time they did this increase in price was late 2017. So please, define occasionally, you monsters. Uh, it sounds to me like occasionally is pretty goddamn regularly. Yeah, it sounds like this is a regular increase in uh, in price in, a, in an increasingly crowded marketplace. But so so this brings this brings us to, you know, uh, I think there are some people that are are gonna make a tough decision about whether or not they want to keep paying for this service. Uh, you know, we we talked way back in the infant days about uh, about cord cutting. Yep. And you know, I, I think that. Over the course of this discussion, we'll, we'll probably uh, wind up talking about cord cutting more. But, you know, a lot of people from our generation were, were real heavy into millennial trends the last few weeks. Um, but, you know, I, I would say that folks of our generational ilk were, were kind of leading the charge in this cord cutting thing. And um, I, do you think there are some people that are regretting that decision? Um, Max, I'll, I'll, I'll let you, you start with that. Um, uh, just because, because I've in part, because 
I've done it, and Sean, you've done it, but Max, you haven't cut the cord, but you also have a different living situation than, than both of us do. Yeah, um, I don't know that there's anyone regretting cutting the cord, but I haven't done it myself, so it's hard to say. Um, do you feel... I feel like a lot of what was stopping people from cutting the cord, and still kind of is, is live events and sports, which I believe we've discussed, and mm-hmm. without having a, a a streaming platform that I'm aware of to get to those, and it's get, there, there are some, there's some, but there's no like single one. Um, I feel like the the people that have chosen to cut the cord didn't want those things. They're probably happy because I don't know that they're missing out on on much. I mean, I do watch about seven to nine episodes of Family Feud a day. So if I didn't have Game Show Network <laughs> through my cable package, I don't know what I would what I would so, do, quite frankly. But so let me let me clarify that I'm not talking about people. I, I I'm not talking about people who. Uh, are concerned with live events. I'm I'm saying that if you cut the cord and you were paying a la carte for individual streaming services for uh, for the things that you wanted to watch, there's actually a pretty decent chance that de- you know at least depending on where you live, you may well be paying more for a whole palette of a la carte services then you are paying a cable company for a yeah, cable probably package. and so yeah. that that is where i'm 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 going well, i think that uh, one of the uh, yeah. big factors that was influencing you know the idea of oh i should cut the cord is i can pay less and you know the more we're we're seeing this i mean you know you you sent us pierce an uh, an article from box about uh, an upcoming content crisis for netflix you know i think some people cut the cord to just netflix but i imagine Mm -hmm. people you know have on average probably more than one streaming service but even that you know netflix doesn't own the overwhelming majority of the stuff that Mm -hmm. that they put on their platform and more and more of these content owners and content providers are starting to put together their own services Disney yeah. is putting together a streaming service that's going to contain all of Disney and, and all of you know the 20th Century Fox IP. Um, will that the new? Will that have ESPN as well? No. So ESPN is still kind of in its own orbit, and ESPN has because it keeps cable alive. <laughs> <laughs> basically, so ESPN currently has a, an over-the-top service called ESPN Plus that you can get if you are not a cable subscriber. It gives you access to some things. Uh, they have, like, exclusive content, and they have, like, a contract with Serie A for Italian football and, uh, like, UFC fights and stuff like that. FA but you Cup. still There you go. Yes, FA Cup. But you still can't get regular ESPN streaming without a cable subscription like you can do with HBO Now as opposed to HBO mm-hmm. Go. But speaking of HBO, you know, their new corporate overlords, the conglomerate of AT&T and Time Warner, are, are going to come out with a streaming service for all of the Warner Brothers-owned content. I mean, the, the number... So now the cord-cutting landscape is fracturing to all these services where you're basically just paying all of the companies that were putting their channels in your cable package separately. Yeah. So- this is going to be a problem. It, you're, I think you're to, to go back to your original question of do I regret it, I'd say that 
the the answer is is no because I'm at this point I'm still really only pay, paying for Netflix, uh, assuming mm-hmm. that that so I've I've got Amazon Prime, but that is because That's the thing you're paying for. That is the thing I'm paying for, but I. You know, I guess part of that is what is my intent in paying for that? It's it's I have Amazon Prime and then I get everything with it. But if I look at it as I have a streaming platform plus I get my packages a little more quickly and everything else um, and I get a deal at, at, at Whole Foods, well, you know, then then I guess that that's maybe a better look at it because their streaming platform is pretty good. It has, it has a lot of stuff. Um, but they are falling into the same thing that I think you, you're seeing with all these, which is this – this kind of we're reverting back to um, you have these new these new players which are really old players um, be it Time Warner or, or, or Disney is is going to have their own standalone service where they're saying no actually that's our content you know it's been fun with these upstarts but we're taking our content back and so everyone has their original programming and you I think it's kind of forcing you to stake your claim which is which one of these am I willing to pay $10 a month for? Or am I really going to end up paying $40 a month to say, I want to watch a Disney's movie. I want to watch a Disney Marvel movie. And I want to watch, you know, whatever, whatever Netflix has. Or one thing Amazon is doing and is pretty nice is they are releasing things in 4K and Ultra HD that is included with the package without any additional fee. So Right, except for the fee of thousands of dollars it costs you to get a 4K or Ultra HD TV to play uh, that content mine was was actually not nowhere near that but your okay, point is well congratulations taken. I, i'm um, you know my my price range for tvs right now is free from yeah. people on this podcast <laughs> people who, who were like i need a new tv and you free were like hand-me-downs. i need a different tv <laughs> free hand-me-downs <laughs> uh, thank you again yeah. uh, so i i think that I almost think that the the way to go is to, you know, to to buck the system and, and and cheat and find a group of people that are all similarly fed up with their cable packages. Oh, I mean, and say you pay for Netflix, you pay for HBO, you pay for Hulu. I've got Disney Plus, and we're all gonna share these services together, and we'll all pay ten to twenty dollars a month and get the yeah. full palette. Is that not what you guys do right now? I mean, sort of, <laughs> sort of, but it's more of, for me, it's more of, like, there are still things, like, I'm, you know, my, my family is on one Netflix account, so kind of mooching off of that, but, like, I have, uh, the one thing that I pay separately for is HBO Now. Uh, my brother, my brother is a Hulu subscriber, um, and then, as I think I've suggested before uh against you know against my personal desires my my building has a a tie-in with comcast so i have an actual cable package that's included with my rent and i've started to i've started to kind of use it more because if i've got it i might as well um but you know i do a lot of i do a lot of netflix watching and i certainly use his hulu account but i don't i don't know that i have someone in my circles who is definitely going to be a disney plus subscriber yeah well and and you we we missed also the fact that um you know 
of the arguably the biggest name in in television over the last I don't know thirty years, Oprah is going to do stuff for for Apple's uh, standalone service whenever. That oh, starts. that's right. Yeah, yeah. And, but so that one is going to be free though. Uh, I, I've I actually have no I have no idea. But uh, point is, is they are going to have something they are going to be generating original content and and also to go back to the just because I think it's amazing. It's a Vox article and they. Um, and there was a way they they did it. Uh, this uh, jump shot is who put it together. But just to go through the the top five most viewed Netflix shows is a percentage of all Netflix views. And there's a background of how they did it, but it seems like it's pretty. It's probably pretty true. But for all that Netflix is pushing the stuff that that they that they own and they produce, the top five shows based off of that are The Office, the U.S. version, um, Friends, Parks and Rec, Grey's Anatomy. New Girl. You have to get to number seven on the list, which is that 70s show, before you get to something that Netflix owns. And that's not no, original. No, 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 no. Pro- I, Netflix, I don't think Netflix does own that. But it's just, that's the first one on that list that's not owned by Disney, 20th Century oh. Fox, Warner Brothers, okay. or NBC Universal. Because you'll notice, Orange is the New Black and BoJack Horseman are on that list. Mm-hmm. Um, those are Netflix original properties. Yes. But it's mentioned in that article. And you... you shrewdly said things that Netflix owns and that Netflix produces. Those aren't the same thing. Yes. I mean, the Arrested only Development two, is... yeah, Right. Arrested Development is a quote-unquote Netflix original, but Netflix doesn't control the full rights to that. The only shows mm-hmm. of the, you know, the so-called Netflix original content um, that they fully control are Black Mirror, which kind of surprised me, um, and Big Mouth, which didn't um so so really there's a possibility that a couple years from now you know if you're if you're paying for netflix you're paying what will almost certainly be a further inflated price for black mirror big mouth probably still the other original series that they currently Produce. It seems unlikely that something like Orange is the New Black is going to jump from Netflix to another service. But, you know, and all of these move like, I don't know, I'm I'm not dying to pay $18 a month to watch Bright and Bird Box. So, yeah, and you mentioned Bird Box and Max. What is the one, quote unquote, television show that is original to Netflix that is not on there that I think gets the most publicity? Um, it has a tie-in to your uh, very Stranger high Things? Yes. Stranger Things is oh. not on there. And all Netflix does is, you know, there are teasers and there are trailers and there's so much around Netflix, uh, excuse me, Stranger Things. And Millie Bobby Brown has been vaulted into this star. Um, Max, your buddy did a Domino's commercial. I mean, these are these are big people. And based off this list, it's not even there. And I would say, like, okay, in a couple years, it's these TV shows, but... Uh, here's here's how TV shows work. One, they end eventually, and then two, they go on reruns. If they're you know, what are the things that go on reruns? We saw from this Friends, Parks and Rec, you know, things like Thirty Rock that are very rewatchable. You put them in the background. Stranger Things is not a TV show you put on in the background. Maybe BoJack Horseman is, but I'm pretty sure it's really depressing, so you might not do that. Um, you know, the a season of Arrested Development that they put together is. Maybe it's rewatchable, but I have no intention of doing that. So this model for Netflix, uh, I just 
it's they've got the mix right now of new and things that are tried and true stalwarts and i think that as those stalwarts start to go away i you know black mirror is not a show that you're going to sit down and and rewatch again and again not in the same way you do friends yeah, well, it's a different. Yeah, you're right. It's a, it is that different kind of viewing. Friends. I mean, I think of the things, and I'm, I'm trying to do this less in 2019. But the things that are are like that idle background activity. I mean, I've been, I've been very guilty of, you know, uh, burning through a, a long running show pretty quickly uh, for the second or third time that I've seen it because I didn't really pay attention to any of it because it was kind of just idly on as I lived my life around it. And, and so, you know, I, I would say that something like Black Mirror is a fascinating, fascinating piece of cinematic work that it merits multiple watches, but it merits multiple engaged, you know, paying attention watches, I think, in a way yeah. that How I Met Your Mother for the fourth time doesn't. Well, yeah. also, don't you wa- – a lot of these re- rewatchable shows, you watch them because they have consistent characters who you're like, oh, and this one, Elaine, is so so funny. and Or, or you say, oh, this is, this is that part of the one season where, where Frasier does this a bunch. You don't have that in Black Mirror. Inherently, you do not have oh, that. Frasier. Yeah. I tried watching one episode of Frasier, and it was even, – even me, an aloof person, was like, I can't, I can't hang. I cannot hang. <laughs> Frasier's a dog. <laughs> but you know I, I i think um you know max i know that you you have gone back and explored some older television shows recently namely x files and, and 30 rock and i mean neither there, of which are on netflix anymore neither of which are on netflix anymore uh but oh, where is 30 rocks on hulu now yep okay yeah i mean I think you also appreciate something in the background a lot. So, I mean, what do you do? What What are you going to do if Netflix is not the haven for this anymore? So, I I don't know that I I watch much in the background other than things like Family Feud. Um, I I as soon as you were talking about how like oh how can Netflix survive if it if it doesn't have all these these things that people like to just kind of idly put on, it made me immediately think though of of HBO because I don't know that HBO has a ton of content that fits that kind of description, except maybe Curb, and a couple has a couple shows, but not a lot. I feel like most of HBO's shows are the kind that you really want to be engaged in, but I don't think that they're losing out because people just expect such great content from them, original content. Right. They will. So they've set the stage with, you know, lot tons of material that has, you know broken molds or, or set the stage for things to come but most importantly I mean HBO was producing these things HBO owns its library there's a reason you can't watch Game of Thrones anywhere else there's a reason you can't watch The Wire anywhere else so they they kind of can continue to coast off of this uh this reputation of having uh, a library of the classics of TV between The Wire and The Sopranos and Curb and Six Feet Under and Larry Sanders and Sex in the City, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, that even as, you know, I, I think 
basically I think that they've they've done so well through the late eighties, nineties, and two thousands that their required success rate on new ventures is much, much lower. You you just you don't have to hit on a ton of new things. You gotta have like last week tonight. Um, but they'll own you know, they'll have Game of Thrones in perpetuity. So I think that you've you've hit on something that, that I wanna get to is is HBO is a good comparison, but here's here's where it falls short a little bit. Um, HBO, in many ways, owns the golden era of television, whatever that whatever that means to you. But they they own that. Keep in mm-hmm. mind that also they were kind of at the forefront of you know what we're a TV network, so to speak, and we're going to make great documentaries too. Um, they they did a lot of that. Um, but the other thing is is their that golden age was also a slower age. Yes, there was the internet, but these are things that were released week to week um with you know with netflix all of stranger things comes out at once um and so the way we talk about it is very immediate and when i was going over you know what netflix strategy might be um i'm gonna skip like the oscar bait type stuff like roma right now which i need to watch is supposed to be a spectacular film but the other thing they do and we kind of mentioned bird box banning and, and joking about it a little bit but they try to catch the zeitgeist they they try to get that you know they try to make their tv show a meme in that first week or so that it comes out and it has been reported that netflix uh netflix is saying that in the first four weeks of release bird box will have been viewed by 80 million people i don't know how they count that because you know there's other numbers involved but there's also the um uh marie kondo show the the one where they go into your house and and bring joy and whatever those are in the zeitgeist right now and it's in this moment and i don't know how for how long that that will be but that's what netflix is doing same thing with with black mirror bandersnatch Mm -hmm. it's you know how can Mm -hmm. we be in everybody's head for a little bit but yeah you know the slower burn of hbo i think is in some ways more dependable because uh, you know, you get people coming back week after week, as opposed to oh, I already watched the first season of Stranger Things. Now I'm bored for the next month it, or two. Well, and it, and that that works because they already put in the work. I mean, HBO was founded in some some year that certainly did not begin with a two. Yeah. Um, and and I suppose that Netflix was also uh, actually technically founded in the '90s. But still, you know, HBO was putting out these incredible shows in, uh, you know, two, the, the early 2000s. And even so, like, True Detective is, you know, I, I haven't seen the beginning of season three. But season two was pilloried by uh, basically everyone. Yeah. Um, I, crit- critics been... and viewers alike. Were you about to say which might not have been deserved? No, it no, was definitely deserved. What I was going to say is it was it was really easy to be like, you know what? We're going to rag on Dick Pizzolatto because he is he is way too confident in himself, and this is definitely a it's definitely a step back. But he created problems by saying like, "Look at me, look how great I am." Um, but yeah. like, even when things so now HBO, so HBO staked itself such a good claim by essentially creating and airing the golden age of television, that now they have all this leeway for something like, um, like for Westworld, 
to have this groundbreaking first season and True Detective did the same thing too. And then season two leans way in and gets weird and maybe kind of bad. But I don't think there's I don't think there are a ton of people that are like writing HBO off because Westworld season two wasn't very good. I don't even think there are that many people that are writing Westworld off. So, you know, they they have the benefit of the doubt in a way that mm-hmm. Netflix hasn't earned. I mean, I, I, I ragged on Bright. Like, Bright has to, it's got to be one of the the true Rotten Tomatoes Hall of Shamers. I mean, I, I think that, you know, they have this whole distribution deal with Adam Sandler with his, producing all of these <laughs> dog shit ass movies for Adam Sandler. And so that, like, when you ask somebody, well, what is the, what's the content that Netflix puts out that you like? Though you start running out of things pretty quickly, you know, if you say, well, no, no, Netflix doesn't totally control that. You start running, obviously, the only two shows they totally own are Black Mirror and Big Mouth. So immediately you're already into the territory of these crappy movies and that could be a real problem if these right rights holders decide that they have greener pastures somewhere else yeah max you're gonna just say well yeah there's a couple things one is that i i would say that um and i had a note on this that i don't know that there's another platform that's good to watch a lot of stand-up comedy i don't know how popular that is on netflix but they they seem to have that market done pretty uh, well uh, oh Funny you should say that. You know what is famous for their commitment to producing stand-up comedy? HBO. Yeah. Yeah. So, I I mean, I I think that – and I'm giving HBO a ton of credit, but, I mean, HBO is not – HBO is not immune to the changing winds either. Mm. So I, I'm, we, we kind of briefly mentioned the, the Apple streaming service. And there, there are a lot of reports that the Apple streaming service is going to be free for owners of Apple devices. But as a result of that, there, there's a lot of talk about there being really strict programming standards yeah. in terms of uh, not producing and airing things that might be deemed objectionable and uh, you know I'm not one you know I don't think I've ever watched HBO's adult programming like Real Sex or Cat House or anything but they're the kind of things that you notice like as you scroll through all series trying to get to last week tonight like oh that's a thing that exists that's kind of weird uh, that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, it it's it's totally gone. It's been pulled from the platform, and, and you know, it's it's sort of similar to what happened with your beloved baby, Filmstruck. You yeah. know, uh, in in both cases, uh, the AT and T Time Warner conglomerate said, you know, we're focusing on mass entertainment. We're focusing on things that are are potentially available to the widest net of people and that means we can't we can't offend we have to we have to air 
on the side of things that could be family friendly. And so, you know, I think there's a different, I think there's a different set of challenges that HBO faces. I don't, I don't want to make it out. Like I think they're, you know, they're free and clear and it's going to be smooth sailing for them no matter what. Yeah. Max, I think you, you had, besides a comedy point, which, which, yeah, I just, I think it's important. And I, and I don't know, how the winds would change, but you you know you're talking about the the zeitgeist and people being in on in on the joke and in in on the meme. I mean, people want to to be part of what's popular and trendy, and you know, fifteen percent of the world's internet traffic right now is is Netflix, and they have one hundred and thirty nine million subscribers. And yeah. yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> yes, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, and I and you're talking about a lot of people that would need to quit actively, so. Well, I don't disagree with any of your points. I just I don't see people actively canceling their Netflix subscriptions in droves quickly. I just don't see it happening. When when you have a movie like Bird Box come out with 80 million people viewing it, and you can't go on the internet and avoid Bird Box memes, if you don't watch it, you feel like you're left out. You have to have Netflix for that. I mean, it's a stupid reason, and it's kind of the same reason why I would have said, or why someone could have said, like, oh, well, Facebook will be around forever, and now it's like, well, I don't know, man. Like, Facebook, like, that's for old people. But so, Matt, except, it's but except it's not see. like people still aren't leaving Facebook either. So I, I, I see what you're yeah. saying. I think you're you're actually you're you're. Right but if they that. keep making their prices increase, and then you have all these other services, at some point people are going to say, like you said, well, wait a minute, why would I pay eighty dollars for six streaming services when I could add a cable package to what I ha- I have to get internet through, you know, um. Comass or Ver- I have to get internet through them, and usually they package it so it's well, only a couple, not problem. a couple, but like twenty or thirty dollars more to add on cable. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, wait a minute, I'll just watch cable. And and Comcast, I mean, they've been investing so much money. I can't speak to Verizon or, or other platforms, but so much money into their on-demand services where they have access to the content, and then they're giving it to you on demand as you want it, so you can kind of you know stream it when you wish, along with adding DVR capabilities and. And people are going to start maybe going back. I, I don't know. It's a, it's a, so, it's a very Max, interesting question. The question the question I would ask too, and and this is the point that um, I think is the most uh, it, it could be could be problematic. But um, uh, looking at the revenue and how it grows with with Netflix, Netflix is is only a subscription service. That's that's how they're making their money, and they talk about how they're how that how much they're growing and their revenue growth was was 27% which is a little bit less than expected and also they talk about their that's directly related to their subscriber base growing which continues to grow um the one thing that you don't necessarily I don't necessarily see with uh with you know maybe not with uh you know some of these established things like HBO and, and ESPN I know has problems with with subscriber bases growing or, or slowing down or whatever you know Netflix is built on this continued increase, and they spend more and more on their content. So is, is part of it, like, let's say everybody stays, but they can't keep this pace of growth going, so what happens, you know, with inertia, basically? No, that's true. They're, they're investing in new content around growing subscribers, spending more than they're bringing in, and if only one out of every 30 things that they make is a hit, and if you could define a hit as Bird Box getting viewed, even though all the reviews I've heard are that right. it's pretty bad at best, um, then yeah, that's a good question. At what point do people say, why am I spending $13 just so that I'm in on the meme when I can probably just find this stuff 
for free on the internet. And is and is and is Netflix viewing numbers is that any more accurate than even let's assume that Netflix does know and they certainly should how many times they've hit someone has hit play for more than let's say five minutes on Bird Box. How do we know that that number is any better than than the Super Bowl number? It's like a hundred million people watch. It's like yeah, but. How many of those homes had three people watching the TV and how many were bars, you know, and bars with 20 TVs to 400 people, stuff like that. I just that if that is the way that you are quantifying stuff, it seems like a dangerous game, especially if the three of us are sharing one Netflix account. (laughs) So because then it's actually shrunk because we went from having three to one. And, I, you know, I, I just I. I appreciate what you know Netflix is offering me, but a lot of it is just convenience and access to the the one show that I might want or you might want, and you know other people maybe it is that new stuff. But uh, I, just... I mean, maybe maybe this is gonna become maybe you know streaming video content is gonna become the new you know retail where Sears you know, blew up the whole industry by letting you skip the general store lines and order stuff yeah. through the mail. But yeah. then they went into retail um, and then they spawned this whole generation of department stores. Maybe we're at the point now where streaming video is department stores and you have well, your Sears and you have your Dillard's and you have your JCPenney, but the specialized retailers are coming. They're on their well, way. And, and to back that up for a second, I want to ask you all, um, uh, who, who do you think Netflix thinks they're, yeah, who do you think Netflix thinks their competition is? I'll, I'll ask you this because I think that this is really important to know how, how the goalposts, we can't even begin to understand them in some ways. I mean, I think Netflix thinks their competition is Amazon. Max? Um, yeah, are you like youtube or reddit i don't know so max is close to oh, netflix makes sense. they Net- just want screen time right netflix they just want said, you to be watching netflix for more hours in a day the con- the company said in its letter to shareholders that fortnite a video game was a bigger threat to screen time than at&t's hbo um it's 10 percent of of people oh that's screen not time. surprising at all yeah, so they are concerned about people watching clips on YouTube of Fortnite more so than they are whatever whatever glorious prestige TV HBO has. See, this so, is why you just have to do what I do. You play video games on your TV screen while you watch Netflix on your computer. This is this. I'm is, a real degenerate. As as we discussed, all of these advancements in technology are are about uh, and even that live sports thing which is like oh i need cable to watch it inside it's like yes all of this is so that you can stay home and don't have to go out and interact with people that's I'm, right and that's what it's all about man oh Golly. god all right uh, well if you've got thoughts on the streaming video landscape or how much of a lazy piece of shit i am uh come find us on <laughs> facebook or twitter at pretty okay pod and let us know what you think <laughs> Um, okay. Now that I've revealed a lot about myself, uh, let's, let's move on to Pierce is sorry. What are you apologizing for today? So, um, in the Washington DC area, uh, you know, as, as I think we discussed earlier this on the, the most recent podcast, um, we had a big bit of a snowy weekend. Um, and so I was, I was stuck indoors, kind of hanging out, watching stuff, you know, utilizing those streaming services. And yes. one of the streaming services that I subscribe to is Spotify. 
Um, there are people out there who apparently use Apple Music and uh, Title. Uh, someone told someone made a case for Title the other day. Fortunately, it was leadership in my office, so I had to be respectful. They made a decent case. But... Wait, Jay Z is working in upper management at your company now? <laughs> no, no, no. But it was, you know, it was someone a couple years older than him. But apparently, it, it is lossless, and and the person was like, "Yeah, it makes a difference." I'm like, "I, no, I just, I was like, fine, no, it man, fine, man." Uh, but uh, <laughs> so so um, so one thing is, I got in a mood to to listen to one of my favorite groups who i've been really fortunate to see once because they don't really tour which is phony people and what i'm apologizing for somewhere somewhere in the internet there there are pictures of of me um kicking a soccer ball around with phony people before they played at a fraternity house at uva my third year of school it was it was all things considered one of the best concerts i've been to um but I'm apologizing this week to Phony People because on October 19th of 2018, they came out with a, a new album. Um, and I texted my friend, friend of the pod, Danny, you know, when I saw that. And I was like, I'm, I feel terrible. Like, I should be on top of their stuff. They bring me, speaking of bringing joy, uh, I don't need Marie Kondo in here. I just need Phony People. And I totally was unaware that they came out with an album. And I just, it's... When you feel like you really like somebody or, you know, whatever it is, and they do something momentous and you don't keep track of it, it's in this way, it was like, you know, forgetting a parent or a close friend's uh, birthday, which is just, you feel really bad, like you let them down. And they're not even getting any money from my streams, but I just wanted, I wanted to be able to know in that moment and tell people, hey, Phony People has a new album, Phony People has a new album, because they did it last time they had one. And uh, I totally missed it because it was not announced any any of my media channels. So this is I'm why sorry, you gotta get people. on. This is why you got to get on Bandcamp and sign up for email updates from bands you like, labels you like, uh, and then proceed to be inundated by literally hundreds or thousands of fucking emails all the time. Uh, every time Sub Pop puts out a new record or piece of merchandise. <laughs> If a if an email falls into a crowded promotional folder of an inbox, does it make a ding? Because I don't <laughs> care to hear it. Those uh, those don't go to the promotions tab. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> it's oh, a wow. whole thing. Um, um, whew. Wow, I really have revealed a lot today. Um, okay. Uh, well, we will we'll close the show with a big idea from pop culture and. Uh, this week's big idea is sexism. Uh, yeah, I know where this is going. (laughs) So there is a, uh, kind of low, lower division German football club, soccer club that, uh, hired a woman to coach its men's team. And that's a momentous occasion that shouldn't be that momentous. Yeah. They Uh, hired the best person for the job. Period. Let's move on. Right. Um, but you know who's not moving on? Uh, the press. Mm. Um, and and um, so somebody, someone at a, a press conference asked, uh, oh, no, just someone someone in general approached this coach and um, ha- asked her a really dumb and shitty question, uh, which was whether she was going to do something like wear a siren on her head uh, that would go off so that uh, the players would know to put their pants on before she walked into the locker room. 
And uh, the reason this is a big idea from pop culture is that she handled this correctly uh, by saying, no, why would I want to do that? I pick my team based on dick length. <laughs> so, you know, one does. response, the, I think this should be a, a thing that we do in life in 2019. Respond to dumb bullshit with equally dumber bullshit. Just just treat it the way it deserves to be treated. I would um, say be careful because that can that can result in government closures, as some of us are very aware right now. <laughs> well, you know, this is the life we live. This is, oh, this is the everything that's living. been going on. But uh, uh, good, good for her because yeah. you know she's qualified. I'm I'm sure she's qualified to do what she's doing because. You know, I, I, I think I think at this point, we've all we've all gone through the motions of, you know, it's just be a distraction, and, and and someone said, you know what, it doesn't matter. We're here to get the best coach for our team because we think that she is the right person for the job. She's getting the job, and you all are just gonna have to deal with it. So, you know, uh, naturally they've been dealing with it poorly. Hopefully they will deal with it better, but. She's dealing with it fantastically, and I really appreciate that. Nice. So uh, on that note, that is the end of the show. You can find us on Facebook or Twitter at PrettyOKPod or at our home on the web, www.prettyokpod.com. By the time you hear about this, uh, there will be some new writing up on the site. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we record already, uh, there is a, a new song review from Ian. He's talking, you know, you mentioned Spotify. He's talking about his most listened to Spotify song of the year. And uh, by the time this comes out, we'll have uh, that that piece from Pierce on the documentary McQueen that we talked about uh, yeah. briefly at the end <clears throat> of last week's episode. That's actually going up tomorrow. Uh, so check that stuff out. Uh, it's it's worth a few minutes of your time. Uh, you can also subscribe to our feed on your device and podcast app of choice so that you can get our episodes every week so you can hear our sweet, sweet, ridiculous ramblings without having to go looking for us. Uh, if you do that, please do us a favor. Uh, rate, review, comment, that sort of stuff. Um, or if you've got a friend who you think might be interested in what we're doing, tell them about the show. We would love to share it with them as well. We will be back again next week, as always, to talk about something else. Until then, I'm Sean. I'm here. Mac. Thanks for listening.